Welcome to Sports Business Secrets. I'm your host, Kevin Tarka. This podcast is specifically designed to share secrets from experts in the sports business world to help you along your own path to success in this industry. Each episode is packed with lessons and insights that never expire. You'll hear from general managers of professional teams to CEOs of sports tech companies to agents, coaches, players, and everything in between. I invite you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing players and coaches, traveling the world, and always finding a way to battle through obstacles in this competitive industry. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Good Friday. Happy uh, beginning of Easter weekend if you celebrate. It is that time of the year again. Uh, where the the college season is officially over after UConn won the championship earlier this week, uh, pro seasons are getting almost into their into their playoffs here in the next several weeks, and uh, you know the 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 turnover is happening. So those who are in college and want to take that next step to play at the next level, uh, that process is starting. The the uh, the agent selection and that pathway to becoming a pro. So. Uh, I've been answering a lot of phone calls lately and texts from coaches and, uh, you know, just a lot of people asking if I'm interested to represent players and, and get in touch with different players and if I can answer questions. And so, uh, you know, it's that time of the year where you also see a lot of suggestions from people online where w- what players should do or where they should be playing. And of course, everyone has their opinions. But today I'm just going to share a few things that I hope will give you some insight into this process uh, for the uh, specifically the college to pro basketball path. Uh, and, and I'm going to be honest here. I, I was, uh, you know, I usually try to do this once a year, um, but I was a bit, bit overwhelmed this year, which was, a, I guess, a good problem to have because I was sorting through all sorts of content of previous podcast episodes I've, I've recorded, uh, previous podcasts that I've been interviewed on, full presentation decks, PDFs, handwritten notes, speaking uh, speaking engagement recordings that I have. So a lot of content over the years. So this by no means is anywhere near uh, all of it. Maybe uh, I will work on putting together some sort of ultimate guide. If that's of interest to you, let me know. Uh, and maybe I'll start working on something because I think that would be great to to send or to uh, to have to share with you. But anyways, for now, here uh, here's some free some free game here outlined in about, I think I have six sections here today. So First one being one of the most important, and that is educate yourself. It it seems pretty self-explanatory, and I know educate education is a buzz is a is a buzzword, but it really is the most one of the most important because uh, you know a lot of people say they want to be a pro, or quite frankly, a lot of people say they want to do anything, uh, but you, you just you got to realize it doesn't just happen. Like you really need to immerse yourself in educating what that process is like. And yes, I mean, studying, like actually studying, just because you're good at basketball does not mean you automatically get to the next level. You have to understand the processes that are in place and the stakeholders and how you go about doing that to put yourself in the best position to succeed. I don't care what level you're trying to play at, or you can play at, or you will play at, um, from NBA All-Stars all the way to, you know, uh, semi-pro basketball abroad, there, there are processes in place. So, if you're listening uh, and you're an aspiring pro, I will go out on a limb and guess that your dream has always been to make it to the NBA. Fantastic. Mine was as well. Um, I, I don't say this to be a dick here, but, you know, just understand how difficult it is to make the NBA, first and foremost. Uh, I, I don't know if you're aware how many players have ever played in the NBA, like I'm talking in the existence of the NBA. If you do, 
um, then then I'm impressed. If you don't, it's somewhere around 4,800, 4,800 players, like ever, like ever to play the game, right? There's 30 teams with 15 players on the roster plus two two ways. Um, you know, this, that's uh, uh, they're talking about expanding that, which is exciting. But anyways, that's 30 times 17, which is 510 players per season. That's not a lot of spots, right? And And if you think that, you know, you're going to come from college, I don't care where you play, and you're going to go take take someone's spot that's been in the NBA for a while, like you're, you're, you're crazy. It's not that easy. Now, I don't say that to kill your dream. If that's your dream, you better freaking go, go chase that. You better do it, right? I'm not saying don't try to do it. I'm just telling you, you got to realize how hard it is and what you got to sacrifice to get there. Educate yourself on the process. Um, so, so what do I mean by the process? Well, how are you going to get there? Like, how are you actually going to get there? Are you going to get drafted? Is your name on draft boards? How many players get drafted every year? Well, there's two rounds of 30 picks. And if you're one of them, what does that mean? Does that mean you have a guaranteed contract? No, not at all. Only the first round, right? So if you're not drafted or if you're not on draft boards, how do you get there? Well, maybe you get a summer league invite. Maybe you get an exhibit 10 contract. Maybe you get a two-way contract. Maybe you're signed as a free agent. If you don't know what any of those means, that's what I mean by educate yourself, right? And 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 I'll talk about it a little bit here and, and try to educate, you, you know, you along the way. Um, but you have to educate yourself because if you don't understand, then you're you're putting yourself in a bad, you know, in a in a bad position. Uh, maybe you get a late invitation to, to 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 a training camp over the summer. Maybe you go abroad first and you play overseas, or you go through uh, the G League, you know understand the G League process, how many ways there are to make a roster. There's many ways. We already talked about a little bit two ways and, and, and exhibit tens, right? So for if you don't know for those of you that don't know what exhibit ten is, it's pretty much a summer NBA summer league uh summer camp contract, right? So it's a one year NBA non-guaranteed deal with the NBA minimum salary. But if you get waived, you could end up getting a bonus between five and fifty thousand dollars. But you need to stay on that NBA team's G League affiliate for 60 days. So th- there's all sorts of rules uh, that apply to some of these different terms that I mentioned. But back to the G League process, right? You, you can be a G League draft pick. They have a G League draft. You can be a local tryout player, right? Teams have several different weekends um, where anybody can come try out and sign up. And, you know, you might have to uh, invest in yourself a little bit, which we'll get to here later and pay for a tryout. But um, that's the way to, to do it. Like you, you don't, don't act like you're too cool or you're too good for that because that's the reality of what you're up against in order to get to the next level. So as you can tell, when we talk about G League and NBA, it's very difficult. Anything is difficult when you want to get to the top of it in anything in life. And we haven't even talked about, uh, you know, like getting there and then staying there and getting playing time and, and controlling, um, you know, and the things that are not in your control. So that's kind of the NBA uh, G League side. So, so now what about abroad? And this is for the majority of you. Why do I say that? Well, go back to crunching the numbers, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's math. There's only so many spots. So that leaves a lot of players that still want to be a pro. That means that outside the NBA uh, or the G League or here in the States with other semi-pro leagues, then you can go uh, try to play professionally abroad. Now, this is obviously been a topic of our literally hour long presentations that I've given. So 
I'll try to keep this one brief um, just to kind of outline things, but understand that this is a very deep concept that you can educate yourself uh, in many different facets. But here are a handful of basics. First of all, every single league, every single market, every single country is different. It's different in the style of play they have. It's different in the culture. It's different than off-court stuff. It's different than the way coaches coach. Um, obviously, roster situations are different, so you have to start with the roster rules for each league. Understand how many imports are allowed in each league. And in each country, let's say, for example, BBL Germany and Pro-A Germany, the first and second league, there's different rules of how many imports there are. So not only are there different rules per country, there are different rules per league inside each country. Right? Figure out um, if there's some sort of uh, uh, you know, benefit to having a dual citizenship, which in many places there are, whether you count as a local naturalized player or you count as a European Union player or a Bosman player uh, or uh, uh, an Asian special quota player. There are ways to help yourself uh, have a better opportunity to make a roster through a certain citizenship if you understand the process. Then... Try to get an idea for the salary. Spoiler alert for most of you. It's shitty, right? As a, as a rookie, uh, just, just to name a few, I mean, if you're lucky enough to get to, you know, a solid place like a Germany Pro A or a, you know, First Division Portugal or a Denmark or an Iceland or a Belgium or something like that, you know, Germany, Germany Pro A, Portugal and Denmark, for example, like those three spots, if you got there as a rookie, realistically and of course there's a wide spectrum and it's difficult to put an average uh but you could be making a thousand dollars per month in those three places maybe twelve hundred dollars per month maybe a little bit lower maybe a little bit more um that's that's just the reality so you're talking about you know ten thousand dollars for a contract for a season as a rookie uh of course they give you a place to live and sometimes you get you know team meals and stuff but that's not a lot of money right so you you really got to be willing to sacrifice and, and, and understand what you got to put into it and invest in yourself and bet on yourself in order to make it right. Maybe if you take some steps up, like, you know, I mentioned Iceland, for example, or Belgium or Romania or a country like that, maybe you're making $2,000 a month or, um, you know, maybe a little bit more in those countries. You could potentially be making the same as well, right? thousand dollars per month. It really just depends on the situation, right? If you happen to be, let's say at the higher level or you're, um, uh, a position position wise, if you're a six seven wing uh, uh, or a six ten center, that's very different than being a six foot guard. That is right. And so, um, if you're if you are a guard, understand how many how oversaturated the market is. If you are a big or a six seven or six eight wing, yeah, there's less there's less of you. So maybe you have a better chance. Um, but anyway, you look at it if you're in the let's just say you're, you're, you're in a little bit higher level and you have an opportunity to go to a Hungary or a BBL Germany or Italy Serie A2, right? As a rookie or as a young player, maybe you're making $3,000 a month or, or four or 5,000 or maybe even 6,000. You never know if you get that opportunity. Um, and, and, and if you're a summer league player and you get that opportunity, NBA summer league in the States, and then you don't make a roster and you go abroad, Maybe you can get something for 80,000. Who knows? 100,000. It's very unlikely, but you can tell that, that the spectrum is far and wide. So um, there, there, there have been young players that have signed $100,000 contracts, but just understand the reality of the situation you're in just so you're 
let's say, more pleasantly surprised and you know what you're putting yourself up against and what you have to battle through in order to get to where you want to be. Then learn about the culture of the clubs. Learn about the history of the, uh, of the clubs there. Figure out who pays on time and who, who doesn't pay on time. Figure out who has um, sanctions against them from FIBA and who happen to still be operating under those sanctions, which is crazy, but that's the reality. Um, figure out which teams cycle through players quickly or who's known for just being a great club with great people that take care of their guys no matter what their salary is. Think about the apartments you're going to stay in. Ask players that have played there before. Understand the lifestyle, the weather, the language, uh, the food. All the above, all that should go into understanding the market and understanding where you're going to play. Um, so, wow, that was that was only the first thing here out of uh, six that I want to get to. So I'm going to try and speed up. But um, that was obviously the, the the main one, the most important. So second thing is humble yourself. Seriously, if that section didn't didn't make you want to humble yourself, then go back and let's do it again. You need to prove everything over again. I don't care if you were the conference conference player of the year. I don't care if you averaged 25 a game. You have to prove everything again. Number three, agent world. Um, figure out how it works. It's a crazy world. Understand that there are different agent business models. Some agents go directly to the clubs. Some use partners. Some have their FIBA license and some don't. They're, they're, they're agents, but they're considered managers um, or connectors. Some, some people do nothing and call themselves agents and try and steal clients and leverage their relationship with a local GM. That's the reality of it, guys. Like That's, that's just real. So um, understand that MBA agents take between 2 to 4% of the contract and FIBA agents take 10% of the contract. Understand that some clubs are going to pay that directly to the agents and you, some most of the time, and especially with some new rules, that's going to come out of your contract. So the, the financial aspect of being a pro, not just for where your money comes from and how much money you make, but the other stakeholders involved and the people that help you get that contract, where that money goes to and how much goes to them. Uh, number four, which is kind of tied in with number three, but agent selection process. So in that agency world, understand where to find an agent. Spoiler alert, if agents are not calling you, um, there's a reason. There's a reason that you're not getting phone calls from agents. Do your research on, on what agents are out there. Um, you know, and, and again, just, just to, to, to make it clear, it doesn't mean if agents aren't calling you, you're not a good basketball player, you're not a pro. Uh, it just means your path might be a little bit more difficult. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so do your research on who contacts you. Now, if somebody sends you a DM on, on Instagram, this is my personal opinion and I, I, it's, it's a strong personal opinion, but huge red flag in my opinion. Um, if somebody sends you a proper email, great. Uh, that's a bit more professional than sending a DM, right? Like you just have to start questioning and maybe that, that, that doesn't matter to you and maybe they're good people, but that's just... It, Knowing knowing the way that things have worked out and knowing the type of people that shoot DMs to try to steal clients or gain clients, it's just not it's just not a uh, not a green flag in my book. But again, you got to be the judge of that. Understand who reaches out to you, who they represent. Even if they say someone that they represent, do they actually represent them, or is it a partner agent that represents them? Um, what, what one example I like to give, and 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 not to hate on on this specific agency. Uh, because I know some really amazing people that work uh, and that are agents with Octagon. But I, I'd give the example because um, 
a couple of years ago, and it actually ha- happens often, you know, uh, there, there was a, uh, uh, an agent or somebody who was affiliated with Octagon that uh, had reached out to um, a player. This player then consulted me about it, but they had said, yeah, you know, we represent, we represent Steph Curry. Uh, and it's like, okay, I get that Steph Curry is represented by Octagon, but understand if somebody's telling you in their pitch deck or in their conversation that they represent Steph Curry um, and they're not part of Octagon or even, or, you know, if they're a partner agency or if they're abroad, they likely have no idea and have never spoken to Steph Curry. So just, just realize the difference, right? Um, again, not to hate on Octagon, but just for an example, that's the type of conversation someone might say. They might say, well, you know, I represent this player. I did this, I did a deal with this player when it really just wasn't their relationship to that player. So that's why I always recommend understanding who they're representing and then calling that player, getting, finding a way to get in touch with that player, ask them about their agent or their experience. Um, if you don't have agents calling you or you want to try to filter through where to find agents, like how to approach an agent, first of all, get your resume together. Um, keep it, keep it clean, keep it short, keep it crisp, keep it clear, keep it simple, right? You need your highlights. You need uh, just a little bit of a bio, the position you play, height, weight, just have that on hand in case somebody asks for it, but uh, don't go overboard. Agents and, and, and clubs and teams and people looking at your profile, they don't need to know what you bench press or the awards you won from middle school or the type of protein shake you drink. I always use that example. It's maybe lame and corny and exaggeration, but it's, it's serious. Like, don't go overboard with your, with your profile. Um, now, remember, if an agent or a team is interested, they don't need highlights. Really, they don't. They, they, they can watch your film and they probably have watched your film already on Synergy or Instat or YouTube themselves if they want to or, or, or live games. So um, just having those links and having those, those, those cuts of highlights yourself is, is, is definitely important and it's good, but it's not the end all be all. Um, one thing that I recommend you not doing is it's, it's a, again, personal pet peeve, personal red flag, but you can do as you please. It's your life. You, you can feel free to do this. But my recommendation is to not send a DM on Instagram or, or especially Instagram. I don't know why Instagram just bothers me that much because I just think it's like unprofessional to, I don't know, to, 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 to try to do business through a DM. I don't know why, but it just is. I've gotten DMs and, and it's definitely the context in which you send a DM, right? But I've gotten DMs with, I literally have screenshots and I include these in my presentations. Yo, bro, what up fam? You looking to sign new clients? You trying to sign me? Like hit me up if interested. Here are my links. <sighs> Guys, that's, that's, that's not going to help you. It's not going to help. I'm not your bro. I'm not your fam. Um, I'm a grown ass man and I'm a professional. And I'm a businessman, so approach me properly. Approach other agents properly. Um, you know, introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, first of all, try email, try phone call, try introductions. But if you have to go through social media or Instagram, say, um, you know, hey, Kevin, nice to meet you. I sent you an email. I'm sure you get plenty of them. Is there a time and place that I can connect with you, or do you have any recommendations? Now, I'm not saying I'm not going to answer everyone because I try to answer as many as I can and help who I can, but you're just not going to get answers from everybody. Um, So just understand that, you know, the way that you approach agents um, speaks almost louder than your, your game film does, especially if you're just not a highly recruited player at the time. Um, So uh, number five here, 
moving on because we're almost getting to 20 minutes. Uh, exposure camps. I have a love-hate relationship with exposure camps. You can either sit your ass on the couch and wait for someone to call you if you don't have a job, or you can invest in yourself and give yourself a chance and pay a couple hundred dollars here and there and go play live. Um, just keep in mind a couple things. If somebody says FIBA scouts are going to be there uh, and you're going to play in front of FIBA scouts, big red flag. There's no such thing as FIBA scouts. FIBA doesn't have scouts. FIBA is the governing body. Um, there, there are scouts from teams, um, but they're likely not coming to exposure camps. Uh, I, I'm just being real with you. Um, if you're if you're at exposure camps around the NBA Summer League, yes, some coaches are there and some, some scouts are there. But again, if a team has a scout, that scout is definitely um, with a high-level club, usually uh, EuroLeague, EuroCup um, are typically the only clubs or, or if you're talking about the Asian leagues that have scouts on staff. So, um, and, and they're likely not going to exposure camps. So just keep that in mind. Um, if somebody says, come to our, our, our camp on April 10th, um, all these European uh, current head coaches will be there and teams, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, they aren't. They're, they're in season right now, so that's a lie. Now, yeah, maybe some former coaches or people affiliated with a team will be there, but if somebody is distinctly saying coaches are coming to look at you on April 10th, that's, that's not true, right? If somebody's live streaming, all right, that's great, and I like it, and it's important. Yeah, it's valuable to get filmed, but just take it with a grain of salt. No one's watching the live screen, uh, the, the the live stream. They're not. Um, it's just the reality. But okay, it's better than not having a live stream because it's great to have film. But if someone's saying you have to come to our camp because coaches are watching live and that's going to get you a contract, keep that in mind. So, um, yeah, in, in all seriousness, again, exposure camps, love hate relationship. Are you? Is there a high chance you're getting a, a contract? directly from exposure camp at the end of that camp? Probably not. Um, you know, it, your chances are pretty slim, but just understand the value in them. Invest in yourself. You get to go meet new people and network. You get to get your name out there and you never know who's watching. So um, definitely understand and do your research on exposure camps. And uh, number six here, last but not least, um, most important to me, I start and or end pretty much every phone call conversation I have with this with players is Ask yourself what you want to do for the rest of your life outside of basketball. What do you have a passion for? Because God forbid, the morbid example I always give, I always give is if you walk outside later today and you got hit by a truck and you survived and again, pretty morbid, but you lose your legs or you can't walk, right? It's actually a good example that puts life into perspective. But if you were physically incapable of playing basketball tomorrow, what do you want to do with your life? Right. And then you can come back to reality and hopefully you can still have still have your legs and still go play. But that retirement day is coming for you, uh, whether it's tomorrow or in 15 years or sometime in between. And when you're, you know, 37, 40, 26, 21 or anywhere in between, you hopefully have a long life ahead of you. And you're not going to just sit on the couch and retire off of the couple bucks you played uh, playing uh, a couple bucks you made playing basketball. So find what you love, figure out how to make a business out of it or figure out how to, um, you know, get involved with the type of corporation or company or career that, that, that you enjoy. Um, I'm quite literally doing that right now and still going through that process. So just understand that, you know, okay, the old saying, yeah, I don't have a plan B. I put all my bags, all my eggs in one basket. I get it. Like, I, I, I understand that. And, and I'm an advocate of it sometimes, but, you know, this situation is a little bit different. So find, find what you love. 
um, and start start tapping into that while you're playing and while you're going through the process of becoming a pro. So, um, yeah, that was definitely longer than I wanted to. Obviously, you can tell that I can go in, in depth on each of those topics here and why I have hour long presentations. Um, there's there's no magic formula for success, my friends. There will always be outliers. There will always be people who do the opposite of what I just said this entire episode and somehow succeed and get a contract because I'm, just because I'm saying it doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. Um, it's just my opinion and my experience that I'm trying to share with you. Uh, there will be people that do the opposite of what I said and they become a G League player, maybe get an NBA contract. I don't know. Uh, there's going to be people who barely scored or played a, a, a game or uh, won an award in college that are in their fifth or sixth year as a pro playing playing abroad. That's life, guys. I mean, life's not fair sometimes, right? And 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 there are outliers. But the point of this episode is to give you resources, give you insight, give you advice. Um, hopefully it helped. Um, I have many more resources. Um, you know, maybe again, now that I'm thinking about it, I will try to put together an ultimate guide, but, uh, you know, feel free to shoot me a message. I'll try to get back to you. Um, I have, I have documents for, you know, I've done blog posts and you can check my website, www.kevintarka.com. Go to the blog section and scroll all the way down to many, many blog posts over the, uh, the past several years about questions to ask agents and, crunching the numbers and path to becoming a pro and everything about agents and agencies and old episode links. So definitely use that as a resource if I don't answer you right away. Um, and hopefully, uh, hopefully this helped a little bit. So hope you guys have an excellent day and I'm super excited for you guys to come back tomorrow morning, um, on, uh, on a holiday weekend, hopefully before you get, uh, get, uh, inundated with, with, with family and with, uh, eating the good, good Easter weekend food. Uh, because I have an amazing guest that uh, that is coming on tomorrow that, uh, you know, love love his story, um, love his journey, was lucky to be a little bit, a, a small part of it along the way. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be valuable specifically to this episode for people who are um, trying to get to that next level playing basketball uh, as a pro. So have an amazing day and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thanks again for listening, my friends. If you enjoyed the episode or if it brought you any value at all, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you share it on social media, make sure you tag me at Kevin Tarka. If there are any topics that you want me to dive into or any guests you'd love for me to have on the show, just shoot me a message and I will do my best to make it happen. Have an amazing day and hope to see you back here soon.